G'day punters, welcome back to another edition of the Mailbag Preview Show. Um, please like, subscribe, get around us here on the YouTube channel. I think it's down below. Um, if you aren't, you're missing out on some elite content over the last couple of weeks. Shane's now famous ice cream scoop betting segment is three from three. Lindsay's picking the eyes out of everything he previews. Last week was torturous for his two bets. And I know the boys have plenty to say about that. Welcome to the show, Shane. Thanks, mate. Um, it has been good. I um, vehemently defended uh, one of Lindsay's bets from last week. Um, Chester Warrior. Chester Warrior, might it be? Yep. I thought it was a bad ride for a horse on debut, but anyway, it fell into third and we got something out of it. We got a lick. Um, <laughs> looking forward to seeing what um, what Lindsay's got for us this week. And Lindsay, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, looking forward to Saturday back to the Valley. Before we well, move on. Up and about, young fella, <laughs> isn't he? He's, he's, still, he's still being tortured from last week and uh, Lana Kelly's right, I think. What do you got to say about that there, Lindsay? Um, just not ideal. Um, working at 5 a.m., 10-hour uh, shift, 5 a.m., 10-hour shift, and then um, you cop that at, you know, lunchtime. You know, one o'clock. It's not not good to finish a shift. It was a nice trial, wasn't it? Nice, a little nice, a nice little trial. And yeah, straight into everyone's black book, and um, people are saying it's a it could be a player in the spring. Um, I wish I knew that a few months ago. Uh, um, well, you did pick the eyes out of it, and uh, and I believe they did. They knocked back nine hundred thousand to Hong Kong, so they're they? going to need a win. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to uh, they're going to need to win a big one to to get that kind of money back. Um, yeah, absolutely. But now you were all over it. You, you, you know, even though it didn't win, I think um, I think it does have a big spring in store. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think there's a. Uh, I read an article on dot com saying they're going to um, they're going to space its runs and hopefully get it to be known for the Guineas and the Derby. And um, there's also the race. I think UCI Stakes, um, Super and Post Stakes, it might be um, eighteen hundred meters Flemington. That looks absolutely perfect. So hopefully we can win a good race because I think it's a good horse. And um, uh, it'll be very interesting to see if um, A. Kelly is still on next start or because uh, I think she was an apprentice for Dan O'Sullivan. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if she's still on and they go the loyalty thing or um, he, get, he puts a senior on it. Uh, when all the big boys are back for spring, I mean, loyalty is a big thing, but there's a lot of dollars up for values. Surely she's a short price favourite to be, be off next start. Yep, and um, hopefully M Zara, something like that on. That'd be great. Nice. All right, we'll get stuck in. Um, obviously, first segment brought to you by the Mailbag Bloodstock, and we really appreciate everyone putting their hands in the pocket and purchasing horses over the last couple of weeks. We've seen some sales off the back of the show and a bit of success from, from the guys. So we've had four runners and, and three winners. So... What we're doing is clearly working and there's no better time to get involved. So today we'll show you uh, An Autumn Sun by Travessia Philly that we have with Annabelle Nation. And I believe Shane's had a little bit to do with this one. Yeah, we uh, purchased her out of the June Magic Millions yielding sale, national sale. Um, so she's in Toowoomba at the moment or just out the road from Toowoomba. Uh, Jake Catewell's getting broken in there. Um, so she'll complete... That uh, last phase of her breaking in on Monday, uh, and then she'll go for a spell. Obviously, um, she looks like a filly to us. It's going to cover a bit of ground. Um, 
in her racing career. So she won't, um, you know, be pushed too hard to go, you know, too early. But, uh, you know, obviously like every other horse, you let them do the, you know, do the talking with their progress. But, um, yeah, she's just a natural horse, natural race horse. She's done everything well and that's all you can ask for at this stage. She's very strong Japanese staying bloodlines uh, in the family. So we have high hopes for her uh, both on and off the track at the end of her racing career. If she's able to have some success on the track, she'll be um, she'll be a valuable broodmare yeah, proposition. Impeccably bred. So, you know, some of those mares, like, geez, we've seen over there's English sales the last few months. Unbelievable. You know, so I know, look, I understand. Obviously, the autumn sun is a first season sire. So, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on his progeny as well. And I mean, that horse you know, standing at Arrowfield gets every chance anyway. He's had a great book of mares. Um, so, we're keen to see them step out next year. So, if you want to get season. involved, if you want to get involved, punnets, um, this one is just over 1700 for two and a half percent. So, it doesn't break the bank to get involved. Um, but as always, Jono, J-O-N-O at themailbag.com.au. And one of the more expensive um, yearlings that we bought, uh, Shane and bought Jack, um, both purchased this one and exceed in excel by Skadoodle Philly, sorry, who will be with the Mar Ustis stable. And Dicko did want me to, to tell everyone that he's that confident in this horse that he even got his mum involved. So... Uh, this one is a little bit more expensive, 5796 for 2.5%. Um, again, very well-bred filly. We all know what Exceed and Excel has done um, and going to, you know, one of the top couple of camps in Australia. What did you think of it when you bought it at the sale there, Shane? I wasn't actually – I wasn't at the sale personally, um, but um, I know that um, the stable has had um, experience with the progeny, so um, – I think they trained the half from memory. Yep. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. Look, it's obviously you know like it's got it's bred to go early, um, and it looks like that early running type. And you know, like exceeds. You know, for I know it sounds like a lot of money for that. Like if you're comparing the two horses, right? But there's actual like value for money purchase. What you know, what that horse is that ex- by exceeding excel and and you know and the sire fee, a service fee. Um, you know, out of a producing family, like it's not an expensive horse compared yeah. to, you know, comparative to the market of what we've seen yearlings go for this year. So, um, you know, for if you're comparing apples with apples, like Exceed Phillies, you know, I thought that she represents value. Um, if you're comparing her to Exceed Phillies, it's unfair to compare her to a, you know, uh, you no, know exactly. And, and breed, so. As I mentioned earlier, that the, the boys know what they're doing. Four runners for, for three winners. So no better time to get involved. Any inquiries at all about the two fillies we've just spoken about today? Any questions um, just on the breeding side of things and what we're doing? Uh, Jono at themailbag.com.au. We'll step in to our racing this weekend. And we are racing at Mooney Valley, rail out three metres. I believe a soft six at the moment. Shouldn't be too much more rain in Melbourne over the next couple of days. So we believe sort of probably racing on a soft six, even an upgrade to a soft um, five. But after proving he is a two-year-old king, we have a new segment today. And it's Lindsay's very own betting on the babies. What an intro. 
Excellent. an intro. Excellent. Good to see the boys rocking out in the backgrounds. Little wry smile from Lindsay. Um, he is the, the king of the babies, as we're calling him. And he's got two 955-metre scampers at, at the valley there that he wants to, to preview. And we'll kick that off with race two. Over to you, Lindsay. Yeah, um, just a sidebar, that is an elite song. Heard it growing up all the time. It's in the playlist. So, yeah, anyway. Um, moving on. Uh, Alpha 1 uh, here, Mooney Valley Race 2. Uh, Snowden's bring down D-Lane Rides. I think we're getting north $3. I think it's a good price. Uh, maps to lead from a good gate. Uh, you, you know, the Snowden's are bringing down here. Street placement. Um, so three 1,100-meter runs last prep. This last 200-meter splits were um, some of the worst of the race. It's back to 900-meter, 1,000-meter runs this prep, running the fastest late splits in both runs of the race. Um, here's the replay of it here, laying out very, very sharply there, including stages. They absolutely gap third. Um, Snowden's uh, astute, you know, messing with the gear, um, bubble cheeker on. And a uh, good thing about the horse, so it's one, two, it's run its two starts as prep. It's absorbed very, very high pressure races. Five lengths quick to the 600 for maiden grade and then 9.4 length quick for 64 grade to the 600 um, and still won those. So it can absorb pressure up front and then Mooney Valley 955 metre races with the two-year-olds. It's a great recipe to be able to absorb pressure and keep kicking um, you know, on on speed. It's a real sort of niche. I mean, we say 1,000 metres is a real niche and um, distance, obviously the 955. So being able to absorb that speed is key in those sort of short distance races, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, and you want to look for the on-speed horses at the Valley, and especially in these 955s, I think it's more imper even more imperative. Um, yeah, so it went quick to the six in both of them, like very quick, uh, but it broke maiden class at Newcastle by 4.8 lengths. So we talk about this class benchmark all the time. It broke the class benchmark there, 4.8 lengths in maiden grade. Yep, that's good to see, but we want to see it do it again when it steps up in grade again. Uh, then goes to 64 grade of Hawkesbury and beats that benchmark by 7.2 lengths. And beating older horses as a cult, as a two-year-old cult, that's a big thing too. And it handles the wet. We know it handles the wet, so I handle the track on the weekend. It'll put itself in the right position. D lane on speed leading. I think it's um, I think it's a great price. Uh, and so, so that beating that class benchmark and that progression, obviously from the four point eight to the seven point six, is something you really look at, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That. There's countless examples, especially through these past few months. You've got passive-aggressive coming through, Star Patrol too. Just uh, progressive horses that go to a maiden out wide. You see they're you know, five to ten lengths quicker than the maiden grade, and then they can go to town and they can perform straight away because, you know, they're X amount um, faster. Than, they're that much better than a maiden. They can go to town and they can be competitive. Um, that's, that, that data there is all brought to you by punningform.com.au. If you, you're not using it, you know, you're not doing the right thing. So all, the, all that data there that guys talk to, um, you can easily get that if you subscribe to punningform.com.au. I believe there's another one in the race that uh, you want to have a look at, Charlemagne, which I believe Jackson found for the service and we were on it last start. Yeah, he had a good bet last start. Um, ben Mellon went. Um, Was it his Laurie first winner back, Mellon? Um, did, he, did he ride one the day before, maybe? He, I'm not you sure mean his first winning ride back or his first winner? 
Yeah, no, he was riding all he was riding all winter, but his first winning ride back. Um, yeah, so he liked he it too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's the, um, the winner of Charlemagne, I mean. Yes, was he's, a good win. Uh, he's very hungry, apparently, Ben Mellon, so keen to follow him into the spring. Top class rider. So uh, they did go slow in that race. We just saw there. Ripped home last 600 in some elite splits, uh, 7.8 lengths quicker than Maiden Grade to win. It's got a very, very sharp turn of foot, this horse. So I think that bodes it well for a 955 suit, especially if it can put itself in a forward position and take a gap. Handles are wet. It's on the quickish backup too from that race. Uh, you know, things against it are it, it could be buried the fence and it likely will be. Uh, need a gap. Bivouac style in that Manicato, I think it was at Love and Gabby one. Uh, one of those Manicatos with Bivouacs just in the A1 spot on the fence, but never gets a run. It's learning still, too. Um, so it's got a lot of talent, but I think it'll be a better horse in time. Uh, it was very keen last start. How are we playing the race there, Lindsay? I'll be backing Alpha One and probably chopping Charlemagne. I'd back <laughs> Alpha One fixed just because coming off those. Um, those big splits out of maiden grade. It's a winner. Handles wet. Puts itself on speed around the valley. Charlemagne, decide if you want to chop or not. Depends what type of punter you are. Like I'll probably chop on the day just to get a result out of it. Uh, the rougher hopes are Fission, uh, Fission, uh, Paddy Maloney and Griffiths de Cock. It's jumped out well. The wet's fine. It's beaten a key horse uh, in the market. Prado, Keysbra, we highlighted last week. Uh, with a time form around Chester Warrior, it's jumped out pretty well. But you know, typical for the stable, Hawk Stable, very, very, very quiet. They booked Willow here, and they have a knack of doing this. Just throwing their two rolls, you know, into the deep end on a Saturday and then performing. Similion was the same last year. It might have been the same race, or maybe, um, maybe another. But um, yeah. So I'm happy to back backing out for one and. Getting a, a small result there on Charlemagne or, or chopping out. And we move on. So race three, another 9.55. Um, I believe we've got a re- replay up of a couple that you, you want to talk to. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about Via first. I thought it's trial at Hawkesbury was elite. Um, you got Ollie on, James Cummings. So I think um, we're going the Bistro written swoosh. Yes. So, yeah, so, yeah, we'll do Bistro first. And uh, you got Jamie Carr on Bistro for the Freedmans. Uh, maps to lead from a good fat, good gate, as we said, 9.55 on pace leading tick. This is a Blue Dome preview we're seeing. Completely different setup, Mooney Valley, 9.55 to the Caulfield, 1,000 metres. It's so niche, this 9.55 circuit. Uh, Bistro had the uh, SP here over Ritten Swoosh, who was unlucky in that replay. Um, and it's, I think the form of Bistro is elite too. Two sub. $3.50 SPs versus CU in heaven. Uh, the cons for Bistro, it's never seen wet. That's a, that's a big it's a big query. But if the if the camp's happy to send it there, you know, they know what they're doing. And then, yeah, the other Blue Jacket Var V, I said elite trial at Hawkesbury. Uh, Blue Jackets always improve as they get older. You got Ollie. Um, it'll have the back of written swoosh here, who I'm happy to take on. Um, I think written swoosh. Handled the wet and trial. It's uh, it's been okay, but it, the first one put me off on the synth. But then it's gone to Moe since. Come track really wide on a wet track, and finished off okay. But it beat absolutely nothing there. Uh, so just a bit, 
I'm a bit put off there. Uh, it's got upside. It's lightly raced. Like it has the advantage of missing, you know, those uh, those preparations through the diamond and all of that. Had a break, and it's a fresh one on the scene here. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't unlucky in that replay. We had to and, show. And what do what do we make of sort of Ollie on Varvia? You know, does he get the number one pick of the Blue Jackets rights? Like, do we do we read anything into that one? Uh, Friedman's trained Bistro for Blue Jackets, uh, and they, you know, Friedman's normally book. Car McNeil, that type of thing. They don't have Ollie on too often, but um, Ollie gets a pick of the Jay Cummings Blue Jackets, I think. Um, so that probably explains that. I'd say, you know, I'm an expert in bookings or anything. Um, except for Dan O'Sullivan, if you want me to do some work for you, especially with Berkeley Square, I'm happy to. Um, happy to become a jockey manager or something. <laughs> you know. Um, so how do we play this um, race three, Lindsay? What um, what's our betting strategy? I'm happy to take on written swoosh. Maps, the map's not ideal. Um, it'll have to run down the two horses, uh, Bistro and Winner Takes It All, is how I see the race. And Varvi will be stalking on its back, so it'll it'll have him come from everywhere trying to beat it. It'll have to run down the two in front, and it'll have it'll have um, you know Ollie on its back trying to get past it late. So I'm happy to back Varvi and now. BS, oh, I'll back. Sorry, I'll back Var. BR, BSP, and I'll back Bistro BSP. I think they'll drift. And that bigger written swooshes run on debut and that um, Blue Diamond preview or prelude, I think they'll find that and they'll back it. Um, so Bistro VAR V will probably be the play on the day. Winner takes it all. is a chance to on speed, but I think um, it'll get bullied with Bistro and Carr going to the lead, taking it on early. Tanto, it's a talented horse, but... Back to 9.55, I think they're just trying to get a two-year-old win for the CV for this filly. Um, being a filly Churchill, I think they're just trying to get a two-year-old win. On the breeding page, something like that, because taking it back to 9.55, I think it's a horrible setup. Horrible setup, but um, it's a good horse. and I'd be, I'd be following Tanto, but uh, in the race, I'll be back in Varvia BSP and Bistro BSP. Nice following in the two Godolphin horses there in race three. And there we have the two races previewed, uh, our new betting with the babies segment with Lindsay. Um, he's been on fire the, the last few weeks, picking the eyes out of it. So definitely a few horses there to back on Saturday punters. Now, Shane will be previewing one race for us up there at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Um, it's Eagle Farm race six. What are we racing on, Shane? Is it uh, good track? We're or- racing on grass. Grass, yeah, perfect. A little thin layer and then concrete. Um, <laughs> little, uh, a little concerning the uh, the way the Eagle Farm track raced last time. Um, so I've been tracking uh, some sectional data on the Eagle Farm surface, and um, we went through a nice little patch there where it was, um, you know, a little bit, little bit of moisture around southeast Queensland, and that track obviously takes a fair bit of moisture, as we know. And you know, a lot of horses were breaking twelve seconds for their last furlong, which. You know, nice long straight at Eagle Farm. You'd expect a lot of horses to be, you know, peeling and hitting the line. Uh, last week, I thought that tr- there was some bigger margins and not last up, Tommy race there. Sorry, there seemed to be a few bigger margins. Uh, horses didn't seem to be letting down as well as, you know, what I anticipated anyway. I went back through the sectional data and we sort of see a handful of horses actually, you know, break that 12-second mark, you know, which they should be, you know, should be able to do based on the historical data that I've been keeping on that track. So sort of suggesting to me that a few horses aren't letting go and the, and the surface is firm. 
We haven't had uh, any rain to speak of. I think we're going to see some sunshine and wind. Well, we saw that at uh, Doomben yesterday. There was dogs blown off chains um, at some point. Um, so I think we're going to see this firm eagle farm track. So I'm looking at uh, horses for courses here and horses that are proven to handle that firmer surface, um, which is, uh, I think, is key. Now, we've found one here in race number six. Delight. You can see the speed map here, a couple of horses that I highlighted. Delight was a horse that we were on last start that led and brained them. Uh, it's drawn, drawn well here again, well in at the weights. Mark Du Plessis sticks uh, because there's no other option to ride that weight. So he'll ping the lids and lead. Um, there's a couple of horses that I've highlighted there in the blue that you can see. Uh, the one, the back marker is um, a Waller number from down south, but the key booking there, Jay Ullman. Um, now, I will likely have a peanut on this late if it firms into single figures. Um, Curly Bet HQ data suggests that um, this is courtesy of puttingform.com.au, obviously, with my little flavour on it. Um, James strikes at about 32% on a Waller runner uh, in single figures. Um, big stat. James has had a breakout season uh, in Queensland and he's won the Jockeys Premiership and I, I think he could send Mr Waller a box of KFC after uh, thanking for putting him on. It was unfortunate he wasn't riding our Waller runner yesterday that got into uh, into single figures, into onto odds on, sorry. Oh, no, that was a Ma Eustace. Oh, yesterday. was that Ma Eustace? Yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah, was, who's going was. at about one from 32 in Queensland, yeah, um, if you exclude Cool and Gatter. Um, <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Uh, so I'm just going to keep an eye on that Waller runner. He's got some form around ranges and, you know, just hasn't fired on wet tracks, but has a strong SP uh, a few runs back on a good track there in Sydney in a race that I think Oakfield Twilight might have come out of who won here or was second past the post but won on protest here at Dooman last Saturday. Um, so that's why I just sort of – that's why I sort of had that highlighted on the speed map. Um, I think that, you know, I'm going to watch the market there. If there's some money for it, I suspect it'll run well. If there's no support, I suspect it won't run well. Uh, the other horse that I've sort of highlighted on that speed map there was number nine, Fleet Dove, who I think sort of maps well and um, put up a good effort behind Asamu last start in pretty slick time um, and done a job. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. But let's go and have a look at uh, the replay here of Delithe. Um, I think we've got a replay of her. That's her in front with the brow band. Um, the Aaron Norton sweatband. Uh, uh, that's proper rogue inside her uh, in the reddish colours who came out and won it as well last week. Um, but she led and, and ran along and just put a gap in these, rated really well. Um, look, there's some speed horses in this race, but they just, they're just not going to be able to go with her even if they try. And I think it's kamikaze tactics if they try to. So best leave her alone and we'll back it and just leave her alone and let her win and run second to her, you know. Um, preferably. Sounds um, like a great plan. Look, she's, you know, just she's the fastest horse in the race you'll lead. There's a couple of others at a potential pest speed, Dusty Tycoon, Plutocrat, maybe Calic, uh, Kavak, sorry. But I think she'll lead and she should be too good for them. You know, she's pitched in at 53. She was an emergency, but she gets a run. Uh, Go Wanji's a horse that we've been on before. Get back, run on type. Um, I'm happy to steer around him. Um, this track, this Eagle Farm track has been, 
I won't say leader bias, but there's certainly an advantage in even run races to be on speed. It's just really hard to make ground um, if the tempo, you know, suits those ones on speed because the tracks are firmish. Those ones that are handling it and afforded position in run, like it's just almost, you know, mathematically impossible to get over them at times. Um, this could be one of those setups for Delight. Uh, I think it's the best horse in the race. Um, it's got the job done last start for us and, I suspect it probably does it again. And that price, do we do we take that price now? By the time this publishes, uh, subscribers will be on at two thirty, um, expecting it starts in the red um, on race day. Just on the the track trip sort of thing, this horse has had one go. Um, this track and trip uh, sat three wide, no cover, and was run down late by Amathuba. Um, who went to Caulfield, I think, last week and ran second to Throntari uh, uh, off the back of a Sydney win. So, yeah, um, plenty of decent form. And before that, you know, she she ran third to R&T, who we know was a, was a player during the, during the Winter Carnival here and a very nice progressive type. So she's got the right form where she's been beaten and then she's got to work her way through the grades and kick their brains in and I suspect that she'll be winning comfortably again on Saturday. Let's hope she's doing the same. So thanks, Shane. That's all Shane will be previewing for Eagle Farm. Um, and as he mentioned, by the time you guys are watching this, the mailbag.com.au subscribers of Curly's products will already be on at the $2.30. So we advise you I like the meeting all round. I do like the meeting all round. There's a lot of track trick box tickers that map well here Saturday. Um, so the you know, if you're watching the show, you should probably just head over to the mailbag.com.au, go to the shop, click on the full curly, and we'll be betting a storm on Saturday across southeast Queensland. Get involved. It's always a good day betting. Shane, there's about 50 meetings in Queensland, and we're betting at places you've probably never heard of. Um, so get involved. In, get involved in Curly's product on Saturday, punters. Um, all righty. So there's uh, our races that we're going to preview for today. We'll just do a bit of a recap of Lindsay's couple of bets. Um, Lindsay, so race two at Mooney Valley over the 9.55. How are we playing that one again? Uh, we'll have Alpha 1. You can take the price now. I think it'll firm. Uh, chop Charlemagne if you're so inclined, if you're that type of punter. Um, and and race, race three, we're backing the two Godolphin horses. Yeah, uh, we're backing the two Blue Jackets to beat the uh, the Stokes favourite. Um, I back them both, BSP, Tote, whatever type of operator you are. I think they'll drift because I think they'll come for written swoosh off that figure in that, um, that Blue Diamond prelude preview, whatever it was. Very nice. Couple of couple of bets there um, over the two 9.55-metre races at Mooney Valley. And we've just heard from Shane, but what we'll do now is obviously I spoke at the top the now sort of famous um, scoop of ice cream um, betting strategy is three from three, um, showing a very handy profit. And cool. I believe Shane's back again for the fourth week to give us another go. <laughs> Mr. Whippy himself. What do you got for us this week, Shane? Bad attitude after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Have a look at the polo shirt on him. Oh, I look like um, I look like I could be in that movie, The Castle, as the Mister Whippy Driver. With it's that a great movie. Of polo. It's a great movie. And that, well, it's, look, absolute, it's kickstarted. It's kickstarted like many careers. Um, Eric Banner went on to big things, and I believe Dennis Denudo opened a practice at Wangaratta. Um, <laughs> it has really kicked on since. Um, he's in our chat group, I think. He's my favourite lawyer, Dennis Denudo. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, I'm thinking maybe the triple scoop. There's also a lay in a same game multi, same race multi amongst these today. Um, Jesus. But let's start with the triple scoop. Eagle Farm race six, number 18, Delight, win. Confident, comfortable, fastest horse in the race. And there's nothing wrong with backing the fastest horse in the race. And so there's a. I've, look, I've, I've dropped that pearl many times. People there's still don't word, believe it. There's some words of wisdom from, mm. from Shane. Right, let's go over to race two. Let's take Alpha One the win. Sorry, at Mooney Valley, this is Alpha One the win. It's clearly like going to just lead. And then obviously, Shalaman with our man, Benny Malham. Um, will be one out, one back probably, and run a place. So Alpha 1 leads wins. So win, uh, Shalaman, the place. That's the triple scoop this so week. So we've got Delight, the win, and yep. then we've got a little same race multi really flaring up this week. I think the, the three from three is really getting to his head here. It's within same race multis. but Well, this is just like... Depends if you want. Just say if you want chocolate sprinkles, you just go Alpha 1, Shalaman, place, uh, top two, Alpha 1, top three, Shalaman. That's for the sprinkles, chocolate sprinkles. If you want to get a big chocolate flake and ram it in the top of that <laughs> top scoop, you go Alpha 1, the win, Shalaman, top three in a same race multi. There we go. Well, there it is, the now famous um, scoop segment from Shane, Mr. Whippy himself. Um, let's hope it goes. Uh, let's. It's really flared up this week. Lindsay's oh, lost great. it. It's great. Look, let's oh. hope it. Uh, let's hope it goes four from four, and we can continue the streak next week. And um, if I don't, if I don't, can we drop the intro? See the the music. Maybe a new photo. If I get no, me. we have to give you one more week. One more week yeah. for the torture if it doesn't. But you're three yeah. for three now at the moment. Oh, you got nothing to yeah, worry look about. Like, it's not a hard game. And yeah. Lindsay's already <laughs> Lindsay's already found it, the polo and it's on its way up. It's a woman for you to actually wear on next week's show. Looking forward to that. Uh, look, that's all we got time for, guys. As always, we're brought to you by punningform.com.au. All the data that both the boys talk to throughout the shows um, is there. So sign up if you haven't and, and sort of have a look around that data yourself. Um, and look, obviously, we're at the mailbag. Head to themailbag.com.au. Um, you've got Shane's product on there. Um, pistols back. Uh, Rob found a couple of nice price winners yesterday in the wet at Warwick Farm. Jackson had a bit of a strip on that sort of suspect track at Sandown, but he's shooting the lights out. I saw a bit of a shake of the head there, uh, Lindsay. What? Pretty torturous yesterday, those conditions. Just, yeah, threw all sorts up, but um. Yeah, he'd be flying before that, absolutely flying. I hadn't actually seen a run like it, um, you know, in my time punting. 
He's yeah. 49 units up at the moment. I mean, he, he lost five yesterday, but um, there would have been a lot of hunters that lost on that bog heap. Um, yeah, so, month. look, he's still 49 units up for July. So, you know, that's that's rare air. Um, so get involved in Jackson stuff. The better horses are starting to come back in both Melbourne and Sydney. So that last piece of information um, is key at this time of the year. Um, any last parting words, fellas? Uh, just with that, Jackson said he's he loves the valley, favorite track. So, um, no better time to get involved heading into the spring when he's back at the valley, back his uh, money valley. Money valley. Let's hope it continues on Saturday. Shane, what can you leave us with? Um, well, well, I think you should get involved in my product because um, this is the like this is the time of year that I like betting in Queensland because all the good horses have gone back. To Sydney and Melbourne, and that just leaves like the rest of them. And I feel like it's a little easier to dissect. So the tracks are drying out, the weather's fine. Um, if, yeah, I don't yeah, win, yeah, yeah. if I don't win, I rarely, rarely lose a heat. Um, so it's a great time to get involved. I really like betting this time of year. And you haven't been as up and about for the Saturday card as you are on on, on this Saturday there at Eagle Farm. So yeah, this is said, I'm, I'm launching the most units I've launched in a long time. Um, the first on Thursday for Saturday, yeah, absolutely. So there it is. If you're watching this uh, preview show, head to themailbag.com.au. Accountable betting advice. Sign up to Curly's products. As they say, winners win. Uh, all the best punters. Good luck over the weekend, and we'll catch you next week.